Zacchaeus, for instance, the rattling of a mirror not quite firmly fastened to the wall. Thank you. 
Often the southern populations or subspecies have mating calls that are faster and higher pitched than their northern relatives.
Flat Black Plastic is a show on MutinyRadio.fm. Go to the website, donate, enjoy what you're listening to because all these sounds come from plastic that's flat black and full of grooves.
self-examination procedures developed by leading cancer specialists throughout the world. These exercises are completely straightforward and should be practiced by all women of all ages and ought not to take more than five to ten minutes every 30 days. A prominent physician in New York State said that it might be wise to encourage high school and college students, girls, to start now with self-examination of the breasts. There seems to be general agreement also that thermography, which picks up heat and radiation from the breast, is the least accurate type of screening. We want to repeat that. That thermography, which picks up heat radiation from the breast, is the least accurate type of screening. And that self-examination every month is essential for women of all ages.
without being afraid, too modest, too blase, too superior, or just simply ignorant. In fact, we live in a society in Britain and Canada and in the United States populated by millions of women who do not even bother about a monthly general medical checkup. This sadly too often means that the tumor on the breast may not be discovered until the cancer has spread to other parts of the body.
Flat Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm. It used to be it. Well, it used to be that the stockkeepers worked pretty freely with the mechanics and the foreman. We'd kind of stay close to each big job and, well, be kind of a free agent. Be sure the fellas had the material and tools they needed in time to keep the job from being held up. Posley pauses before responding, hoping that Maxwell will carry the ball further himself. This does not happen, however. It's uh, different now? Oh, heck, Mr. Hosley, it's no secret that Burquist has made us a bunch of flunkies just like everybody else in the place. All we do is follow steps one, two, three. We sit in our cages and fill out material orders when the foremen say they want anything. It seems that some rather strong feelings have been tapped. Hosley decides to explore, but cautiously. Tell me a little more, then. I'm not quite with you. It's part of the whole reason why I'm leaving. The individual guy just doesn't count around here anymore. Burkus has made us a bunch of payroll numbers, and nobody cares about any of us as persons anymore. On this change in the storekeeper's job, I guess he figures, or somebody figured, that we were wasting too much time by being out on the floor with the men. That isn't the worst part of it. Everything the company has done for the last few months since Burkus took over has been to make the employee a working stiff who isn't supposed to do anything unless he's told to. The question now is how much data Maxwell has to support his point. Is this really a well-thought-out observation or a superficial complaint? Could uh, you give me some more examples, Len? Well, like the way we used to order stuff before. All three of us in the pump section could order anything we wanted up to $500 when we knew the job would need it. Now, before we can order anything, if it isn't in the store catalogs, even if it only costs a nickel, we have to get approval from purchasing. manager of marketing research. Doesn't mean as much as it would here, of course, since it's a pretty small department. But still, I have a lot more to say about how we plan our research projects than I have here at Taplow. Barker notes that this last comment was freely volunteered. That is the fact that Stevens would have more say about things. Is this perhaps significant? To get some expansion, he just restates what Stevens said. You'll have a bigger part in running the show. Right. I guess that's something everybody wants. Barker stays silent. This often produces additional information or show of feeling. At least it's something I'm looking for. Barker has the message pretty clearly now. If Stevens wants to expand on the subject, Barker will cheerfully and understandingly stay with him. But there's no point to Barker's keeping it going, since for his purpose, he's had enough of a picture of Stevens' need for power and authority. I see what you mean. Say, Jack, getting back to Taplow, what did you think about the salary we were paying you here?
Open the mouth wide. Pucker the lips. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide, pucker. 
Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Pucker the lips. Pucker. Pucker. Close the lips. Place air in the right cheek. Now switch the air from right to left. Switch it back. Switch it back. Switch it back. Switch it back and forth. Now roll the air around in your mouth. exercises are not guaranteed to produce extreme beauty, but they will add to the youthfulness
Goodbye, Black Classic people. Thanks for listening. Support the station. Support your community. Do the right thing. Scopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop. Birds, right? Where on the other hand, geese... Right? They're only crime equally as mean. American Council on Science and Health. Some Swear Over the Rainbow. By Jane Caldwell, Ph.D., May 11, 2022. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the Rainbow Family of Living Light's first gathering for peace and love. Followers are returning to Colorado in June to camp for one month at their original site near Granby. Let's consider this annual gathering as a food safety course study on what not to do while camping. Gatherings harken back to the counterculture movement of the 1960s. These communal get-togethers bring loose, together loosely affiliated folk to celebrate shared ideologies and utopian traditions. Participants believe that modern lifestyles and governance are exploitative and out of harmony with nature. Two concepts widely shared are community and living close to the land. These ideals are manifested in the gathering by temporarily living outdoors, preparing and sharing food in communal kitchens, the use of low-tech methods specifically for procuring wastewater and disposing of human waste, and congregating in large numbers on undeveloped land for a variety of activities. Unfortunately, these activities have had dire consequences in past reunions. In July 1987, a large outbreak of shigellosis occurred among rainbow attendees. Shigellosis is a disease caused by the bacterium Shigella. Symptoms in sufferers include bloody diarrhea, stomach cramps, and fever. Because sanitation in the campsite was poor, the disease spread widely, probably by multiple means, food, water, and person-to-person, fecal-to-oral transmission. Among the estimated 12,700 people gathered, over half were infected. The Shigella strain was isolated by health department officials and found to be resistant to at least three common antibiotics, including antipicillin and tetracycline. The outbreak was more widely dispersed when participants left the gathering and spread the disease nationwide. Outbreaks in three states were later linked to transmission from rainbow campers. An article published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases documented where the 1987 rainbow gathering went wrong. Approximately 13,000 people crowded together on 99 acres of undeveloped forest and open fields. That translates into 128 individuals per acre. To put it into perspective, in 2010, New York City had an average of 42 persons per acre across all boroughs. Drinking water was taken from environmental surface waters using plastic tubing and consumed directly. These same waters were used for swimming and bathing. Group childcare was provided at a site upstream from most of the campsite and from the site of drinking water collection. 
Prior to the event, the North Carolina Department of Health Services, NCDHS, tested these waters and found high levels of coliforms, bacteria used to estimate human fecal contamination. Because of the high coliform levels, boil water signs were posted by NCDHS, but few campers complied. Food was prepared in 47 different communal kitchens without regard to hand washing or excluding sick individuals from food preparation. Bathrooms were shallow trenches which were frequently near these kitchens and not well maintained. Many shunned the shallow trenches for elimination and used more casual sites. Many who attended had no experience in primitive camping. It rained frequently during the event which hastened the contamination of water sources. The 1987 gathering is representative of the long history of outbreaks associated with food and waterborne pathogens at the gathering. Despite repeated pathogenic outbreaks, more recent gatherings have not learned from past missteps in planning and sanitation. Another Shigella outbreak occurred at the gathering in Poland in 2018, and a typhoid fever outbreak was documented in Italy in 2017. In Montana, at the 2013 gathering, the local county hospital estimated that uncollectible charges for emergency room care for campers were about $175,000. Websites, books, and blogs by past attendees mention contracting Giardia, a tiny parasite causing long-term intestinal distress, as a very real possibility at the gatherings. The gathering can bring together thousands of people, which can overwhelm natural sites by causing erosion to meadows and forests. Foot traffic degrades stream banks, churning them into a muddy mess. Ground cover is damaged due to this overcapacity, which results in more runoff. Mud and silt further reduce the quality and safety of water. While environmentalism is a major ideal of most participants, these events are usually held in ecologically sensitive areas and actually are detrimental to the local flora and fauna. Federal lands are usually the sites chosen for the yearly gatherings. Representatives of federal and state agencies, as well as local departments of health and human services, have traditionally tried to assist the celebrants with food safety and public hygiene. However, assistance is not always welcome, and laws governing health and safety provisions at mass gatherings are difficult to enforce among the wandering denizens of the camp. In 2022, precisely how many will come to the Rainbow Gathering and where exactly they will congregate in the Centennial State is still unclear. We want to assure the community that we are working with our partners and cooperators to prepare for the possibility of a large extended gathering in Colorado, said Forest Service spokesman, spokeswoman Reed Armstrong. Other governmental officials aren't so positive. It really concerns me that it's for a full month. There's not really a good way to prepare for it, ventured Jackson County Sheriff Jared Poley. If you or someone you know plans to attend this year, seek or accept guidance from park officials and health authorities. They have your best interests at heart. This summer, whether you attend a large gathering or just hike by yourself or with a few trail buddies, remember this, wash your hands with clean water, only drink potable or treated water, use sanitary facilities well away from, human, from surface waters to dispose of human waste, prepare food safely as you would at home, and reduce your impact on the environment by packing out your trash and gathering only in small groups. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Rainbows at the Border? County OEM expresses concerns about potential rainbow gathering near Wyoming border. The Saratoga Sun, May 12, 2022. The first gathering of the Rainbow Family of Living Light, or Rainbow Family, took place in July 1972 at Strawberry Lake, Colorado. Now, 50 years later, the counterculture movement may be returning to the area. 
Other potential locations, however, could be closer to Carbon County and the Platte Valley. The Board of Carbon County Commissioners, BOCCC, were provided information on the potential gathering during the May 3rd meeting by Lenny Lehman, Carbon County Emergency Manager. It came to my attention last week that they're planning another very large-scale gathering, and it's going to be most likely in Colorado, said Lehman. That location has not been determined. Within two weeks, I'm hoping that that location will be determined between five locations. Since their first gathering five decades ago, the Rainbow family has held gatherings throughout the country. They have no formal structure and no official leader. According to Somewhere Under the Rainbow by Tom Thumb and the website of the same name, Rainbow gatherings have been held in Wyoming three times since 1972. The first gathering in Wyoming was in the Shoshone National Forest in 1973. In 1994 and 2008, rainbow gatherings were held in the Bridger-Teton National Forest. The unofficial Rainbow Family website, www.welcomehome.org, posted the 2022 rainbow gathering will be held somewhere in Colorado, and directions would be available following the Spring Council in June. Lehman told the county commissioners he had been made aware of five potential locations where the Rainbow Gathering may be held. Two of those locations were near Durango, Colorado and in Mesa County, Colorado. The other three locations were Jackson, Moffat, and Route counties. All three share a border with Wyoming. According to a website set up by the Forest, United States Forest Service specifically for the 2022 Rainbow Gathering, the federal agency also stated they believed Grand County, where Strawberry Lake is located, is a potential location for the 50th anniversary. The one that has me most concerned is the one that's in Jackson, which is the one that sounds like they may end up choosing, Lehman said. The information I have at the time is there could be anywhere between 30,000 and 50,000 people on any given day. It's 30 days long, and my grave concern would be if they gather down in Colorado and something were to happen like a lightning strike or a fire, and that population certainly would be driven north, and once they hit the freeway, they'll either head to Laramie or come to Carbon County. Because the Rainbow family has no formal structure and is composed of individuals loosely affiliated with each other, it has made it difficult for the USFS to work with the group to obtain a permit. The Forest Service requires a special use permit for any group of 75 people or more holding a meeting or event in the National Forest. As the Rainbow family has no leader, there is not a point of contact for the USFS and nobody who can fill out or sign a permit on behalf of the event. The Forest Service is a little bit concerned in that it's not a formal gathering, it's just a whole bunch of people that come together at one time and it's hard to permit, it's hard to regulate, said Lehman. It sounds like they're going to manage it with two incident management teams, one on the law enforcement side and one on the Forest Service side, both run by the Forest Service. In a frequently asked questions section of the 2022 Rainbow Gathering page on the USFS website, the federal agency addressed the issue of working with an event which has not obtained a permit. The Forest Service has periodically cited Rainbow Family members for failing to obtain a permit, reads the webpage. However, the agency also works with the family to adhere to a resource protection plan in lieu of a special use permit to protect the health and safety of individuals at the gathering and in the surrounding community to ensure sensitive resources are protected, to minimize any environmental damage, and to coordinate post-event cleanup and rehabilitation of the event site. Commissioner Byron Barkhurst asked Lehman if the Rainbow family cleaned up after themselves as they were all about the environment and Earth. According to the 2022 Rainbow Gathering page on the USFS website, the Rainbow family is responsible for site rehabilitation after any gathering with guidelines outlined in a resource protection plan. 
According to the webpage, at past events, many individuals have stayed to assist in site cleanup and have paid for trash disposal with a local vendor. Forest officials anticipate this will occur again this year. On the Rainbow Family unofficial website, a 16-page PDF document details the post-event cleanup following the 2008 Rainbow Gathering near Pinedale with pictures of the area before and after the event. This is a tough beast, said Chairman John Johnson. You don't want to not allow someone to go into public land because it's their right to do that, but it certainly proposes a challenge or strain on our governmental processes like the sheriff and emergency management. While Lehman said he anticipated the event to be a month long, beginning June 15th and ending July 15th, the unofficial Rainbow Family website has the date listed as July 1st through July 7th. The next meeting of the Board of Carbon County Commissioners will be at 2 p.m. on May 17th at the Hana Town Hall in Hana. Nelsonville Man's Memoir Sheds Light on His Experience of Homelessness by Emily Votaw posted on Thursday, May 26, 2022, WOUB Public Media. There are those who believe they could never experience homelessness, often thanks to an ego that has been inflated by generations of privilege, which acts as sort of a funhouse mirror, distorting every...
everything and everyone around them. Then there are those who know all too well how quickly and easily one finds oneself without any kind of support in a world they've seen demonstrate a brutal indifference to human suffering. And then there are those like Charles Whaley III, those born into the kind of underprivileged circumstances which make the experience of homelessness a statistical likelihood. Whaley, a Nelsonville native, has written a memoir entitled A Modern Hobo Story, which details four years of his young life, much of which was spent freight hopping across the United States. Born to an abusive family in a poor part of the country, Whaley does everything he can to continue to survive in a world that seems hell-bent on making that goal as difficult to attain as possible for the young artist. Early on, that survival entails living in the woods around Nelsonville, depending on dangerous sex work and odd jobs just to get by. As Whaley's health declines in these awful conditions, he bravely decides to make a change instead of giving up. The first step in that change entails finding a ride with a family member to the middle of South Carolina to begin a journey to the Rainbow Family of Living Light Gathering in Florida. And so begins a modern hobo story. Whaley does get to the Rainbow Family Gathering, but not without encountering both people who embody the goodness of humankind as well as those who embody our worst tendencies. Even before Whaley gets to the gathering, he finds a sense of community with other dirty kids and those outside of mainstream society throughout his journey. With precise writing, Whaley gives the reader sometimes painful insights into the struggles, joy, and self-development that he experienced over the four or so years his memoir covers. Throughout his travels, his dedication to playing music grows, busking all over the country for tips, and spending a lot of time playing music right here in Athens, Ohio. Whaley's story is especially important in the contemporary moment as the numbers of those who are experiencing homelessness grow in the wake of several social, cultural, and economic changes. According to the National Alliance to End Homelessness, Approximately 549,928 people in the United States.
states were experiencing homelessness in 2016. In contrast, Approximately 580,466 people in the United States were experiencing homelessness at the beginning of 2020. The reader does learn that Whaley does receive some relief from his experience of homelessness. However, a good book review wouldn't ever give away the ending, would it? Hey everybody, you're listening to Not My Show. We're at Bender's and it's fun and we're hanging out uh, here at Counter Offer. Greg just moved around. He doesn't want to be involved in that. Whatever. It's cool. The last few...